Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to What's in Your Glass. As you know, I'm the host, Armando Anthony. Let's welcome today's guest. I want to give him his flowers right here. Uh, we'll meet nah, you. man, I got to give you your flowers. <laughs> I got to give you your flowers, man. This is, this is a blessing for me. A lot of people don't get to talk to somebody that's a legendary NBA superstar. You know what I mean? Like, you're not that's somebody love. that got in the game and got three years and was out. You still going today, and you shooting better than ever right now. You, you got us Warriors fans looking a little scarce right now, the way you shooting at 60% from three right now. Hey, listen, man, that's, that's just years and years of in the lab. You know how that go, years and years in the lab, man. It's, you know, I'm, I'm reaping the benefits of that as, as we speak. But let me let me give you a shout-out, man. And I just want to welcome to the Today Show, man, a multi-talented artist, uh, Simba, man. Uh, welcome to What's in Your Glass, champ. I, we, we, we had to have you on. Uh, it's a blessing to have you on. We, we, we see what you're doing out there. We see the freestyles that you're doing. But we're going we, we to get in, in, into the, to all of that. For sure. I want, I want to start... I want to start at, at at the beginning though. You you originally like you said you you from the Bay Area. Yeah. What was life like for you growing up in the Bay Area? Man, the Bay is like a uh, it's like a unicorn city, bro. Honestly, it's like Baltimore. I feel like uh, the Bay Area, Baltimore, Chicago, and Philly. We kind of all got this like dynamic of just like doing everything on our own. So like growing up in the Bay, just naturally coming from the independent scene. We just naturally was taught to go get it on our own or figure it out on our own. And uh, it was a little rough for me because I didn't really sound like the typical Bay Area rapper. I always relate, like Jay-Z, my favorite rapper. So like, I remember just being nine years old and just like writing raps to the blueprints through the beat and everything like that. And um, just like growing up seeing that and then trying to make that translate out here, it was a little tough. So I ended up moving down to LA and um, just naturally going to L.A., it made me a lot better because I, I was able to see, like, I wasn't that good as an artist yet. Um, I was a great rapper, but I wasn't that great as an artist. So once I moved to L.A., I was able to get around the hit makers and Eric Bellingers and the Tanks and different people, Jay Valentine, that really taught me, like, song structure and how to create a song. And that's when I stopped rapping and started making songs. I also heard that you uh, you you well-known in the area growing up. Uh, for your talents on the basketball court. I, you know what I mean? Hey, so, hey, hey Melo, hey, Melo. <laughs> I would tell you let's play one-on-one, but you shooting too good right now. So I'm going to pass on that. I ain't going to embarrass myself. But no, nah, man, I, I still hold the point record. Talk to me about that, about your game for a minute, man. And then, why, like, why you, you know, talk about the game, your love for it, but also why you chose ultimately to pursue music over sports. Definitely. Um, man, I grew up, bro, the, the biggest, the biggest, biggest NBA fan. Um, Kobe Bryant was my favorite player. And then, you know, the the 0-3 draft when you came in, Bryant came in, D-Wade came in. That was a big time just in my life, too, because it was the first time I was able to see, like, people that relate to the coach outside of AI. You know what I mean? It was people right. that was a part right. of my culture that was like, damn, they made it, too. I could do it. 
But as I start hooping, man, I start realizing, like, man, I, I don't think I'm as nice as, as I thought. <laughs> I guess I got to college and shit. It was like, man, like, I'm seeing people just dropping 40 with ease. And, you know, I'm, I'm still nice, but it was, just, it was a different level. And I just never really had the, uh, I don't feel like I had the right coaching and the right support system to be able to make it and move. I always tell, like, people all the time, like, this 4,500 college basketball players and only about 60 of them get picked a year, right? So you right, got to be a bad motherfucker to be a part of that 60. And out of that 60, only about 30 of them going to last. Right, right. You know if what that. I mean? If that. So for me, it was just like, okay, what's really my odds of being 6'1"? I could shoot a little bit, but I'm really a jumper. You know what I mean? And that worked in high school, but as I'm going to the next level and jumping into D1, it's like I ain't, I ain't getting the same results. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. So I was right. like, let me try to figure out what else, what else can I do? And that's when I started realizing, like, man, I love just conversating and, and giving people a message and saying some real shit. I always feel like us as black men, bro, we get so trapped in the streets and everybody want to glorify the streets and glorify this and glorify that. So I'm like, man, how can I, tell people it's another way. How could I show people we could go another way about this? I ain't got to rap about guns. I ain't got to rap about degrading hell of women and shooting up my hood and tearing down my community. We could still look good and still have a commercial appeal to it without all of that. And that's just literally why I jumped into music because that was my way of communicating that message. So outside of, outside of you not you know being six one six two, it can shoot it and have a, have a different type of skill set. Yeah. Was, was there a particular moment that you decided you wanted to pursue a career in music? I realized I loved making music more than I loved going to practice every day. Oh, uh, well, that, there you have it. And, and at that <laughs> point, it was like it, it started becoming like it wasn't fun no more. Like I'm going to the fitness, I'm putting up shots, and it's like I'm nice, but it's just like it ain't. It ain't no fuel in me no more. It's like no fire there. And the only thing that was like firing me up was to like write raps. I used to watch a lot of murder mook, a lot of battle raps and shit. And that shit would just fire me up. And I was just like, man, I think this is the path for me. And I just stuck with it. Just literally stuck with it, man. Went from the Bay, went to LA, went to Atlanta, went to New York, moved to Philly for a little bit. I was living in Ben Salem in six months. Like, just learning the game, bro, just trying to get better and being around different songwriters and just finding what it is I could apply to my craft to make myself better. Do you remember when you, when you got your first taste of music, right? And, and like, what, what, what you liked about it? What artists did you grow up listening to? Yeah. Like, what, what, what was that moment? Man, for me, it was whole. It, uh, it was the blueprint. It was the first time I heard the blueprint. My mom, my mom heavy in real estate. Um, so my mom had a crib out in Las Vegas. So we used to drive from the Bay to, to Vegas and just play music all the time. I used to just listen to Hove a lot. But when the blueprint dropped, it dropped on 9-11. And um, that day school got canceled. All right, so we was like, we're going to take a trip. And um, I was just listening to the album. I went to Sam Goody and I got the album. And it was just like the first time, like, I seen somebody that, like, as a man, like, I physically wanted to become. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we, we always Absolutely. see, like, niggas in the neighborhood, niggas who get some money, but you want to be a portion of them. You don't really physically want to be like them. You might want their right. money or their position or whatever. But it was the first time where I seen somebody, I was like, man, I want to rap like this. Like, I want to dress like this. I want to represent myself like this. I want to be a part of business like this. I want to be educated like this. 
And Hov really just like inspired me to keep going. And from Hov, we got Nipsey. Nipsey was another one of my favorite rappers who I was actually able to work with. He gave me um, a book, The 22 Immutable Laws of Branding. And um, that book really changed my life because it made me stop looking at myself as just a person that rap and as somebody that's like a business. I started looking at myself as a business and how to brand myself and what it is I should stick with. And that really helped me because at the time the melody wave was coming in and I was thinking I should stop rapping and do melody. But reading that book taught me, nah, narrow your focus. Absolutely. Stay right here with your focus of what it is you about. And I just kept rapping. And stay solid and stay solid and true to who you are and what you do. You can't you can't rely on what everybody else wants you to do. So I, that, I mean that's that's I heard about that book. I ain't, I ain't have a chance to tap into it, but uh, I heard some it's great a, things. That's a great book. I'm reading another one right now called Contagious. Uh, why things catch on? Oh, absolutely. That's a that's a hit. Yeah, that's a hit. I got a question I want to ask you though. Talk to me. Being somebody from the slums, like really coming from that life and coming from where we come from. How does it feel to be able to overcome that and still consistently be able to grow within that? Well, I, I had to, I had to grow and in, in within myself first. I had to acknowledge and take the ownership on, on, on just who I was and who I wasn't. And 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 the minute that, at the minute I started tapping into that side of me, once I got, once I became more in tune to my my my, my spiritual side. My mental side, you know, tapping into books, tapping in, listening to people, listening to music, and just putting it all in perspective and changing my perspective at the end of the day. I think that's what kept me like, when I hit rock bottom at one point, it was like, damn, like I never thought it could happen to me. So now that it, now that it, when you, when you, when you say rock bottom, what you mean? So when I, like, when I say rock bottom, right, when I, when I, when I was out the league for a year, about a year and some change. To me, that was rock bottom. Like, it was like, damn, like, that could happen to me? Nah, this can't happen to me. So it was an ego hit. You know what I'm saying? I was, mm. my pride took a hit. My ego took a hit. So I had to fall back. And when I fell back, I had to almost reinvent my mental and reinvent my spiritual and my emotional side and tap into it, which made me want to write my book, that, you know, that I just dropped with Tomorrow's On Promise about being more in New York, just overcoming obstacles. And then really just understanding, like, I'm my own, I'm my biggest fan. I'm my own fan mm. at the end of the day. Mm. As long as I believe in what I can do and, and, and my skill set and who I am and staying true to staying true and solid, I'm my own fan at the end of the day. Nobody else can take that, can take that away from me. So now it's it's second nature for me. You know what I'm saying? I wake mm. up every day, you know, I found my peace. I'm, you know, I found peace. And once you find peace, man, it, it alleviates a lot of things, man. You know what I'm saying? But also everything comes in under that umbrella of peace too. Happiness, you know, you, you start looking at yourself in the mirror differently. You start waking up more, you know, proudly and, and, and approaching each day, you know, with a, with, with a different mindset and a go-getter mindset. And I always kept in the back of my mind that I don't want to experience what I experienced growing up. I don't want to go back there. I'm not going back there. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. always a burning, you know, that's a burning coal. That's a burning desire that's inside of me. Even though, I'm not going back there. It's just, I know that feeling. And I'm like, damn, like, I don't, that keeps me motivated to this day. Yeah. Do you ever, do you feel like, and this is something I kind of just seen of, of being a fan of you. Um, do you feel like you had to grow into a different identity with a different, every time you switch teams? I think I had to adapt. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I tell people it, it, I had to adapt. And because, because of 
my upbringing and because of what I had to go through and, and, and what I was around and what I saw, I always was adapting each day. I adapted to everything each day. You, the, the, no two days are ever going to be the same. And you, you, you know that growing up in those environments. Yeah. So it's like, you got to adapt. You got to look over your shoulder. You got to walk this way. You got to look that way. You got to adapt. You go here. You, you, your environment is different. And then when you go to another city, and in my situation, going to another team, I had to, I always was the one who had to adapt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it worked or it didn't, I was always the one who had to be the sacrificial lamb and had to adapt to my environment. So because of my ego at that point in time, it was like, nah, like I ain't, nah, this ain't, I ain't doing that. You know, that ain't me. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't who I am. But once you, once you go through some shit and once you, I, I call it, I, I call it the bottomless pit. Once you hit that rock, that rock bottom, you realize, okay, you got to push it in perspective. You got to change your perspective on, on a lot of different things. So that, that's what that's what came I, I out. I find for me. myself. I asked you that because I find myself going through that. It's like different phases that I'm starting to elevate to, and I'm noticing like my past ways kind of affecting the growth of that. Well, you can be you can have a, you can have a guilt. You can be guilt. You can feel guilty about it too. You know what I'm saying? You 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 can feel you can feel guilty about your past ways. You know what I'm saying? And it may not even, you probably left that behind. It probably don't, exactly. you're not even, you're not even dealing with that no more, but because you dealt with that, you have a little bit of guilt in it. You know, when you go, when you going through and, and when you come to something that triggers that, that's when, that's when it, the guilt trip happens. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When, when you, yeah. when you get triggered, that's when the guilt trip happens. Yeah. Nah, I, I, that's, I, it's dope to just be able to ask you this because, um, you know, Bron had uh, reposted my freestyle, and that's kind of how I got known. I was uh-huh. in the industry for years, just moving around, and then Bron posted my freestyle. So the first time I was even able to speak to him was at the Space Jam premiere. Okay. And um, I always look at, like, people like like yourself and, like, Bron, Chris Paul, Wade, Kobe, like, y'all the elite, and y'all – are able to achieve levels that most people don't get to. And I know it's a lot of information that come with that. So anytime I get the opportunity to have a conversation with somebody of that elk or of that caliber, I always want to ask certain questions to be able to get that information because that's why I feel I'm going in my craft. Absolutely. And I, and I need that informa- information. It, 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 should be, it, should, it should be more of that. It should be more yeah. of you know, guys asking the questions and, and, and they want they want to get advice. Or not even advice, just want to be put on game on, on, on our experiences. We all got different experiences, but we all can tell you what you need to hear or what, you know, what, what, what you might hear something from us that works for you, that you could take yeah. one of them gems from it. So I, I, I advise a lot of people, man, when I talk to younger people, I, I tell them, man, man, don't be afraid to ask no questions, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it's something that, they ain't, we ain't getting embraced when we came in a game like that. But it's so it's so fucked up, Melo, because, like, if you think about it, we that way from elementary school. Motherfuckers right. be scared to read and scared to Absolutely. ask questions in class, so it comes with really a fear of being wrong. Right. You know what I mean? And, like, I've been trying to, like, learn this within myself to just, like, instead of, like, fearing being wrong or fearing failing, just go through with it. Just go through with whatever that fear is and see what happens on the other end. Yeah, you got to allow yourself. You got to allow yourself to be vulnerable at, at the end of yeah. the day. And when, when you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you going with the flow. Whatever happens, whatever happens going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You already allowed yourself to be in a, in a vulnerable state. So you you open to taking whatever at, at, at that moment as you're going, you going through that journey. So I, I, I appreciate yeah. you, you know, definitely 
asking the question that, that you was asking, man. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast speaking on you know on on you, you said braun you know posted a video of, of your freestyle yeah. um i mean that's that's what we do we 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 sit around in the locker rooms or the bus, we watch freestyles. We, you know what I'm saying? So y'all rappers at heart too. <laughs> so we, we, we got to get something. We got to get something that keeps us going. So when we find something that's crazy, everybody's going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. a, we have our own almost like underground, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, kind of music industry within the locker room and within the players and all that. So I, I remember, I remember last year, man, you, you, you told, uh, a story about your interactions with with Snoop. Um, yeah, like how has how has he played a pivotal part of your career? Man, Snoop, right? Snoop is like literally. I tell people all the time. Um, he's like the coolest dude on earth, and, and the reason I say that is because he embraces everybody. Like I've never seen somebody that could like go from the White House to the hoods of Compton <laughs> to get a star on Hollywood. You fit in, like, do thriller commentary about boxing. Yeah, and smoke, and, and, like, and, smoke, uh, and smoke and bang crypt the whole motherfucking time. Like, I never seen nothing like this. So it's like, and it, 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 it's so crazy because the day I met him, I walk up to him, I'm like, man, I'm a big fan. And he like, where you from? I'm like, I'm from the Bay. He like, oh, I got this fire-ass 96 Thunderbird. I got to show you this Thunderbird. And I'm like, damn, this really Snoop. Like, I'm talking to Snoop. And then the next time I seen him, because they do these um, these car shows, like, every other Sunday, like him, uh-huh. the big homie Percy, uh, Matt be out there, Matt Barnes, a lot of them be out there, and they bring their old schools out. And the, the next week, I came, and he brought the Thunderbird out. <laughs> he brought the Thunderbird out. He's like, I told you, nephew, I was going to bring it out. And I'm just like, damn, it's Snoop. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is really right. Snoop. And you start realizing, like, damn, he's this way, and he's this big because he's true to who he is. He never let the celebrity or let the fame get in the way of where he come from. And he embraced it, and he takes it wherever he goes. And it just taught me to be that way. Like, 
I used to feel like to do an interview, I got to put all my jewelry on and put a hat on and do all this. But fuck around with Snoop, it's like, bro, this how I'm rocking today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This how I'm coming. Like, y'all know what it is and y'all know what I stand for. I don't have to prove something else. So being around him really taught me that and how to, like, stick to that. Absolutely. We, I mean, we, we, all, we all know Snoop, you know, love, love to give out the game. Like, he, he don't got no problem giving out the game, man, especially to... You know, he he called anybody his nephew. So you know, right. he 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 he, he, he giving out the game. Like, what what was one piece of advice from him that that stuck with you? All right, so it was it was something that Snoop said to me and Fat Joe said to me at two different times, but they basically were saying the same thing. And what it what it basically was was saying to keep going because nobody knew, like nobody knew how it was going to work. Nobody had this mapped out, how their marketing scheme was going to be, who was a targeted fan base and all this. They was just doing music. And if you watch movies like The Revenant, right, you got Leonardo DiCaprio, crazy ass legs broke, man, man beat his ass, right? The wolves then got on him, but he just stayed alive. He kept going. Yeah, he you know kept what I mean? Going. He kept going, he kept going, and eventually he made it through. So they basically taught me that philosophy of just keep going. Like, even when you're unsure, write a song about being unsure. You know what I mean? When you confuse, speak about being confused because there's so many people on this planet that's going through the same thing and you never know what they relate to you for. Mm. So, so they just told me to just like, just always keep going, never stop. Just keep going, never give up, never let people tell you to do it this way, do it this way, do what feels right to you and keep going. Man, you and, and you, from from what I'm hearing from you, how you speak, it's like you're one of the you're one of the few who who are vulnerable or allow yourself to be vulnerable when, or not. I don't want to say vulnerable. Take your gloves off and take your guard down and say, "I'm getting this advice." Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't care who who it's from, who it is. This is who this is who I look up to, or not even look up to. This is somebody that I respect, right. and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this advice. And a lot of people don't have that. Facts. They 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 too afraid. They're too afraid to to ask for that or or have a conversation. Or they may they may feel like a sucker if they go ask somebody. So they may feel like a goofy or something. If they go ask for some some from some advice or something like that. So I want to I want to commend you. I want to commend you on that because it ain't it ain't too many people that that's like that. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that because I really feel like that's a dying breed. And where it Absolutely. comes from, where it comes from is me being a little older. Like I was, um, I was in the studio with this kid the other night, 19 year old kid. I'm 29. And, um, I was telling him we 10 years apart and I was telling him like, I got the ability to care because mm-hmm. I remember having to go get in my car, having to go save my money for the week. My mama would give me lunch money. I had to save my money. And when an album would drop next Tuesday, I had to go to the store, buy that album, read the credits, put it in, listen to it. So it created a care system of what I was listening to. So when it was people I was listening to or people I was watching or people I was idolizing, I always was like, I got to get information from them. I got to be able to meet these people and talk to them. And what happens today with a lot of rappers, a lot of these niggas is young, straight from the trenches, go make a song in their closet. This shit go viral. And a label just give them the bread. And then before you know it, they just maximize what they already are. So they never had the ability to care for their craft. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I've seen so many people do it, and I respect how they did it. So I always wanted to know what was the codes, what was the secret. So anytime I get that opportunity, I'm asking. What was the blueprint? You want to know the blueprint. Ain't nothing nothing, nothing wrong with that. Let's, let's, let's Let's talk about your album. 
right? Sure. Don't, don't run from don't run from rap. For sure. What 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 went into making this album? Uh, really, what I was kind of saying um, earlier, I had met my homie Cash back in uh, 2019, and. At the time, I was getting ready to put this project out that was like kind of melody driven. And he heard me rapping on his Jay-Z beat and I had two videos. I had a video that I shot to a melody song and I had another video I shot to some shit where it was just bars and he put both of the phones up and he was like, which one are you? And I was mm. like, I'm, I'm the rapper, but this is what people telling me they want to listen to. He was like, fuck with people telling you what they want to listen to. If this who you is, I'm rocking with this. But this melody right. shit don't feel authentic to me. And I was like, man, I feel you. This is what I really want to be. And he looked at me and he was like, bro, you rap too good. Don't run from rap. Mm. Every, every since that day, we was in, I'll never forget that day. It was September 3rd, 2019. We were sitting in Wakano and Burbank. And when mm. he said it, it just stuck with me. Every since then, I was like, that's going to be the name of my next project. And I'm going to show people that. I could do trap music, I could do rap music, I could do melody, I could do, I have a range of things I could do, but it's all rooted in rap. Right. You're an artist. You're, exactly. you're a complete artist. You're a complete, exactly. you're a complete artist. I like to, I, when, I, when I'm listening to an album, right, I like to listen to it, for one, I want to see what's the theme of, 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 yeah. of the album, yeah. right? I want to see, I want to see the ride that it takes me, right? I want to start, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want a movie. Yeah. Right. I want a movie score. I want to, I want you to start it off. I want it to get popping and hit the climax. And then I want to come back down and, you know, and, and, and smooth on out and even out. That's yeah. how I like to, you know, listen to music and, and, and take and, and take the, the experience of someone's of someone's album. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, what, what, what's the overall theme on, on, on Don't Run From Rap? Really, Don't Run From Rap didn't really have a theme. It was more so like a highlight tape of my introduction to the industry. Okay. So it really wasn't a theme. My next project has a theme. And moving okay. forward, I would have a theme. But Don't Run From Rap was more so a pandemic. Um, we was waiting for a lot of things to open up. A lot of people knew me. I was getting my name known, but I didn't have nothing in the marketplace. So it was more so something to exhibit my talent and show people this is kind of what I am as an artist and this is what we're going to go move forward. It didn't really have right. like a consistent theme. But moving forward, um, the next the next thing is, is crazy, bro. I've been yeah, getting better you're, on man, I, Again, I, you're, you're, very, you're, you're, very, you're very creative. So that's why I, I, I figured like, okay, this is, what's the theme on, on this app? So I'm glad, I'm glad you, I'm clear, you cleared it up. There, you, yeah. got, you got some great, you got big features, man. You know, two chains, dollar sign, um, two short, money bag, and, and and you know, and so much more. Like, what do you take away from working with all of that? Man, bro, the same thing I take from this conversation. Like, chains is literally like my big homie. I literally was just with two chains two weeks ago at his studio shooting hoops, and I was asking him the same questions I'm asking you. You know what I mean? Like the same things. And he was telling me the same answers in a different way. Um, Ty Dolla Sign, we never actually got to meet, but we spoke on the phone and that kind of happened through Hitmaker. Um, Moneybag Yo was really through my boy up here in the Bay that works with CMG. 
And they kind of heard about me and was like, man, let's put something together. So I sent him over a song. He sent it to Bag. Bag sent it back. Me and OT, hella cool. We drink tequila together all the time. So he, <laughs> so he was in the studio and I got the verse back. And he just went in there, don't move the sock. I said, man, go do that shit. Go do that. Go do that. So, uh, but a lot, of, a lot of the features, man, just really comes from um, the respect to kind of just seeing me around the game. You know, I kind of been around it and been in it a lot. And I've had a course I seek to a lot of people's success. And I tell people all the time, like, I watch Roddy Rich do it from the mud. Like, I was in the studio with Roddy the night he recorded uh, every season. And I watched him do it. I watched him take it from the Novu to the Staples Center and how he moved. So just being able to see that, you're going to naturally be able to run into people that's in those same circles. People knew my face and knew who I was. I just didn't have a platform yet. I didn't have a moment yet. And um, once I kind of got my deal, um, when Dallas seen me, and, you know, the freestyle, freestyle started going up, and then the music started coming out, people was kind of like, all right, what the fuck with bro now? You know what I mean? So speaking of the freestyles, right, let, let's, talk, yeah. let's talk about your freestyles. First off, the, the L.A. League of Freestyle was bananas. Like, that, that, yeah. that, one, that one was crazy. What 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 goes into a freestyle for you? Like, it, it, is it something that comes naturally? Have, have you worked at it? Is it something that you know you had to sit down? You had you had to, you had to study. You had to study the you know you had to study the greats, or or yeah. or, or, or would you say your your time kind of battle rapping kind of help you freestyle? I would say, man, just the experience of it all. Like, like right now, you shooting sixty percent from three, right? It's because you done done it over and over and over and over and over. So you know when to let that bitch release. Like, you know your spots. You know where to get to. And that motherfucker going in, whether somebody in your face or not. So that's how I take a freestyle. You know what I mean? So I always, with freestyles for me, I could easily go in there, you know, start rapping off the top of my head and do this and do that. But that's what a lot of people do. So I always try to find an angle of where I could stand out. And when they hit me about doing the L.A. Leakers, I think I was like number 104 or something like that. But I watched about 99 freestyles. Everybody, mm. Freddie Gibbs, the Big Sean, everybody. And I was noticing, like, people either be, like, too nonchalant or they be too hype. Nobody, <laughs> walks, a, nobody walks a fine line of, like, I'm going to just post right here and holler at y'all. I'm going to just tell y'all what it is. Look, this is what the fuck it is. I was on the phone with Wallow, and I was telling him to watch out for these hoes. I had to tell him that. I ain't no nigga who just started getting pussy because his song got hot. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, that's my angle. So I'm going to go in here, and I'm going to tell my story about who I am, but I'm going to do it in a cool-ass, relaxed way. I'm not going to be overhyped. I'm not going to sweat my clothes out. I'm not going to do none of that. And that's literally how I just approached it. They called me three days before I went up there and I sat in the crib. First day I watched every freestyle. The second day, started writing my verse. And in the morning I went up there, I just practiced just, just me sitting like this, rapping that shit. Yeah. And I just went straight up there and did it. Yeah. Yeah, you was on your square at that point in time. You gotta be on them type of platform. Them platforms is like the McDonald's game. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nigga, you better come to ball right now. Yeah. There's eyes on you. You feel yeah. me? So that's yeah, you gotta, you gotta look good. You gotta look. Your, your your aura gotta be right too. Like you know what I'm saying. Your aura gotta be right, which is which is which is key on that.
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Switching gears up a bit before we start, start to wrap it up. Like being, being as young as you are in the game, right? Like what, what, what advice would you give to like any kids kind of watching uh, who, who thinking about, you know, kind of taking the music route? Open your mind a little bit. And that's, that's kind of where I, I always approach my music from is think about what it is. We all get consumed with trying to be the guy in front of the camera. But the guy in front of the camera changes every year. The people behind it don't. Mm. And, if you can, and if you can find ways to keep the guy in front of the camera, you'll always have a position in life, a job to work, because the guy in front of the camera is going to change. So we always think to be the rapper or think to be the NBA player or think to be the wide receiver or the quarterback. But them niggas got agents. They got <laughs> managers. They got, right? team. they got all these different things that make this thing go. Look at those sides sometimes and don't just always look at the person in front of the camera. Mm, 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 mm. Amen. Appreciate that, champ. Peace on that. What um, what's what's next for you, man? What's what's do you do yeah. you have any upcoming projects that that the people could be looking out for? Twenty twenty two, man. We we not stop. Next year, I'm really aiming to to release like two to three projects. Um, I got a lot of great soundtrack stuff I'm working on, and I'm also working with uh some people that's a lot smarter than me, to where we're trying to create a platform that's a solution for artists to kind of be an incubator. Uh, a lot of artists be stuck on labels, um, stuck in independent contracts, and they kind of don't know how to move or how to get out of that or wiggle out of that. So we're trying to create this platform that basically helps create a solution for both parties, who's ever signing this person and who's signed to them. It's a solution. I can't go all the way into details right now. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. It's a solution. It's a one-stop shop. Yeah. It's so a one-stop shop. That's something I'm really excited about because um, I tell people all the time, bro, I love rapping, but I want to do other things than just rap. You know what I mean? I want to be able to affect the culture. And before I get out of here, I want to make sure somebody can say, nah, Simba made that happen for her. So, you know, like like Hove, Hove clear samples for me to this day without having to clear samples for me. Right, right, right. Because he, because he rapped on them, so he made it cool for these hip hop artists to get these samples. He made it cool for us to get more on streaming. He made it cool for these things. I want to be able to walk in that same path and offer solutions that make it easier for the artists. So in twenty to fifty to a hundred years, we not just still signing the record labels and signing our. You know what I mean? We could absolutely flourish on our own as a community. Well, you on a chant? I, I, I can tell you that, man. I. I I, I appreciate you, uh, definitely for jumping on today with me. 
Uh, keep doing what you're doing, chat. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan. I'm I'm rocking with you. I'm supporting you, man. That's that's so big coming from you, bro. I'm I'm gonna tell you a crazy story. Tell you a crazy story before I get out of here. When I was 14 years old, I tried to grow my hair out to get braids like Carmelo. <laughs> it pushed my hairline back, and I'm just now getting my joint back to this day. So I want you to know that number 15 jersey for the Denver Nuggets pushed my hairline back. That's what I want you to know. <laughs> I, I hope that shit was worth it. It's, it's coming back, and your shit, your shit hey, coming man, back, man. This, this moment was worth it, so it was all worth it. Absolutely. Champ, I, I I appreciate you, man. Thank you again. Uh, as as I said, keep doing what you're doing, man. You 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 carving out your own lane. You carving out your own path. Keep applying pressure, but also, you know, what I mean, your vision. You got it. You you got the vision. So keep doing what you're doing, bro. Uh, I'm gonna get at you. I'm gonna scream at you. I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see my math so you can have it so we can stand we can stand contact and let's just build, man. Anything anything I can do for you. Let me know, vice versa, man. I appreciate you, champ. Man, same here. Thank you, big dog. I appreciate this opportunity. It's love for life. Already, peace.